following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Obviously, you know that I've had, I have like serious constipation issues. So I've had to take my shitting tea a couple of times, which means obviously the next day when you need to go, you need to motherfucking go. Like there's no time to fuck around. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Hello, Laura. You are a Mykonos and I'm fucking jealous. I'm actually in Athens. Are you? Are you? Oh, Fiona, I've just had the best bloody trip in the world, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to give our listeners, especially the list, the single listeners, some hope. In 2021, what percentage of marriages do you think started in the womb of Tinder? Ooh, 65%. I mean, that's a bit fucking much for you when I come on. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's 65. Lower, lower. 30%. Not far off. 27. Okay, that's I think, good. I think that's a really substantial number in the overall realm of marriage. I think 27 is really healthy. So if any of our girls are like or guys are aimlessly flicking through tinder feeling like there is no end to the hamster wheel of this dating app 27 percent of couples in 2021 tied the knot due to the matchmaking system that is tinder well i met my uh, boyfriend on tinder yeah you did yeah when I was trying How are to you, this. darling? How's everything going with the new romance? How's yeah. the new flush of romance those <laughs> early days? Yeah, it is really good. Like, I have to say I'm in a bit of a love bubble. Um, yeah, it's really good. Like, relationships are tough, though. Like, I think that I like kind of what I said last week. Like, that thing of like, oh, it's supposed to be really easy. Like, it's not easy. And it's not, that doesn't mean that we don't have feelings for one another. It's like, it, what there are things that are hard when you're trying to like, work out like how each other works I think that is the most that's the tough part for me Mm -hmm. but it's getting easier um and I think that also what I find is very interesting is me and him have slightly different love languages so for him like quality time is like a big thing for him whereas quality time for me is not such a huge thing that doesn't mean that I'm like I don't want to spend time with him of course I do and when we do spend time together I like love it so much but like for me it's not as like up there in a priority as like maybe something else which I don't even know what mine are now words of affirmation and what was the other one I had Words of affirmation. I think words. Access I think service. I think mine was like words of affirmation, physical touch. Basically, okay. touch me and tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> but okay. like, I think that, and it's so obvious because like I'm literally like I'm such a hugger and kisser constantly, and he yeah he is like to a point, but like not as much as me. Whereas he's very much like quality time, and like I've had a really fucking hardcore month of work where I've basically barely seen him because 
I'm honestly before I came on I have to say like I've still got like a horrific knot in my stomach of like Mm. anxiety about work not about life stuff but like genuinely about work and I think that I've also I'm I'm having to like travel and things like that and I think that that is a little bit tough in but then it's just working out like this week I know that so this week um his housemates away so I've gone to go stay the week at his house and it's like do you know what I it's very funny because like obviously like well we don't live together so like you have to obviously make time for that person and I need to be better at like making time for him in my life mm-hmm. um but even this week like we've we're spending the entire week together at his house like granted I've got work and I've got events and things like that but like you know you're going to see them every day even if it's just like sleeping in the same bed so it's kind of like dissipates that worry of when am I going to see the person it's quite nice actually I quite like it you know what it was funny that um you recently posted a video on the love bites about like anxious people mm. assemble it's me and it was such a vivid depiction for me because I've never really experienced anxious attachment style okay my first boyfriend who was a <coughs> absolute fucking dickhead um and like rightly so I experienced anxious attachment style because he was just like her and her and tearing around the town but kind of of recent years I haven't experienced it but for me it was so I mean it really took me aback that thing when the guy was like okay I'm gonna out now I just need some alone time which is totally normal and somebody that suffers with anxious actually can we say suffers because it's not really like It's not a downside to one's personality, but it definitely is more of a challenge. But somebody who experiences anxious attachment style just feels like, oh, my God, you're leaving me. You don't want to be with me. Like, I'm grossing you out. I'm giving you the ick. You're never coming back. Um, and I can imagine that's quite exhausting. Oh, it's exhausting. Like something that happened like on the weekend, for example. And I need to I, I need to. I catch myself sometimes and I'm like whoa I need to like chill the fuck out (laughs) like for example he had gone um I think he'd gone out or something I had friends over from the UK and we'd both gone out and he was super hungover the next morning and you know what people are like when they're hungover you're grumpy you just don't really sometimes you just don't want people to text you and he was just being he was just being grumpy but it wasn't anything he just was like hung over and I literally what I got from that was oh my god he's mad at me mm-hmm. he's gonna leave me he's gonna abandon me like and at every moment like honestly like and I feel I feel for him in a way because like if he messages me slightly differently if he doesn't write babe at the end of like a sentence mm-hmm. I am like oh my god what the fuck you're gonna leave me and I'm like oh like it is it's wild because it's like a switch that turns yeah. on and I'm like oh my god it's so I need and to isn't get better that at it. funny Fiona because we're such good friends and you know when it comes to texting whatsapp I am useless especially when I'm hungover I will openly tell you or any of our other friends I am so hungover I am not enjoying this conversation I'm not enjoying anything about this whatsapp conversation can we please park it until tomorrow and you're like yeah babe get a McDonald's hope you're well but with him you're like why are you not messaging me literally back? like 20 x's at the end of a message what the hell I think I think he wrote like that's I think what happened was like he um it was just like a bit of a mixed a crosswise situation where like he was out and I said to him oh come come to mine and I was already at home in bed and I was like come to mine the doors open and I think he thought that we me and my friends were like sit 
got home and sitting in the garden because it was their last night and we were in bed by 10 o'clock so he was probably like that's really weird but actually that was the case and it was one of those things where I was like and he goes are you going to be awake and I was like yeah yeah I'll be awake thinking I'd like be up for another hour and I just fell asleep I just fell asleep because I was just I had like two drinks I was like completely knocked out and I was tired anyway and then the next morning I thought he was mad at me because I fell asleep and then he'd written it's fine and I was like I know it's not fine I know when you say don't put babe at the end that it's not fine and he was just like oh my god yeah you know what anybody listening to this who's been in a relationship or is in the early flush of romance knows it's quite it's so much fun in the early days but you're also trying to like navigate a maze of like an entirely new person just a second please that is the doorbell to the room you ordering room service i will just talk to you guys until she comes back um sorry about that that's okay um sorry we were talking about well we like cut that last bit out that last no okay cool so talking about the new flush of a romance you're trying to navigate your way entirely with this new person you're trying to get to know each other you're trying to understand what they like what they don't like how you mesh together we've all been there Fiona but also once you emerge from that cocoon of newness you're going to find yourself in a completely different place that is so healthy and so yeah enjoyable to be in so you know don't sweat it it's going to be amazing and just like enjoy this new period it's just the best Oh my God, like, don't get me wrong. Like I am literally so, like I said, I'm so, so, so happy. Like I'm so happy. Like we have like the best time together. And I'm saying to my friends who are over here, like I think our best time that we have together is when we're doing the boring things. The small like, things are the, the best. The small things are the best. Like I've always said, I want to find someone that I want to do the boring things with. Mm-hmm. And like genuinely, like when we're just like sitting on the sofa and like watching, we, oh, I'll leave it for the recommendations, but we started watching something and I was just like, that was yesterday. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. And like, you know, cooking dinner together and just like doing normal shit. Like even in messaging me being like, oh, send me the shopping list. I know it sounds so, so trivial and boring, but it's like for someone that has like been deprived of that. And it's just been this, like always been like some like fling or whatever of Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're trying to work out whether the person likes you or not. It's just like, it's heaven. Um, And I think, I think that's, that's how I, I think feel. When we've all had those moments of loneliness and you have had your kind of your you've taken us on the journey with you about explaining about feeling lonely and slightly bereft actually you're not missing the massive big things the only you weren't miss, missing the holidays and the exuberance and the gifts you were missing like somebody to chill out with in the evening and like totally. wrap your arms around the person after a bad day of work and you know send a shopping list to pick up like I don't know eggs from spinnies or whatever like it's those things that make you feel like you're part of something you know a hundred percent a hundred percent and like you know I don't I do not miss I don't miss dating and I'm so sorry for anyone that is listening to this who is still dating but it is I'm saying this as someone that has done it and it's like you know this girl messaged me 
on the weekends who listens to the podcast just being like you know fuck's sake like this guy she showed me the message this guy on hinge sent her they'd gone on a date and then he basically turned around and was like you're so gorgeous you're everything I want but I'm not ready and I was like oh my god I was like to her I've heard that so many times mm-hmm. and me and her were saying like just fucking say you don't fancy me it's like not a big deal like just I've heard mm-hmm. that excuse so many times and I was like listen I was like if I can get into a relationship fucking anyone can like seriously like if I'm if I'm the if I'm literally like I'm those girls and it's I don't I don't miss it at all at all and like I know we talk a lot about like sex and stuff like that on this podcast but there's nothing more amazing than like having like the best sex ever and it constantly being good Mm -hmm. like there's I hate I hate to hate that feeling of like oh god is it gonna be awkward and like and it's just like the best ever so that is also good and I would just like to say this one point and apologies if this ruffles some feathers but I'm fucking saying it because I'm so sick of hearing it. it I I feel like I I've been targeted not targeted that's a bit fucking dramatic but just like I don't want anyone who's looking into our relationship to think that I'm using him for content because that has been brought to my attention and I think that's just like fucking shitty of those people to even think that because this is my life it's not like it's like you know Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. you'd have to be a pretty fucking evil person to be using someone for content Mm -hmm. to the point like who does I don't have to be an Listen Oscar to winning the actress. people that are thinking that and actually this is the first time I've even heard this so I like our listeners mm-hmm. I'm like new to this I've, I don't even know who you're referring to or, or in what context but I imagine the people that are um proclaiming that you are using him for content have never listened to the podcast I agree they, I've said that before if they listen to the podcast and they like were on this journey with you they would know the type of person that you are. They would know what you've been through. They would know that you've like put a halt on talking about boyfriends on the podcast because you don't want to like make them feel exposed or whatever. You find such a naturally sweet spot with this guy and you cannot be everybody's cup of tea. You just need to appeal to your people, Fiona. And you know what? The people that think that are not your people. We've talked about this ad nauseum and I will continue to do so the same way when I talked about my boyfriend's awful taste in fashion and shoes, which I stand by, he dressed <laughs> like a big fucking farmer. That's nothing personal to him as a man and a fantastic human being. But people got wind of that in his circle and they were like, she's basically abusing him and ripping him from limb to limb on a podcast, trying to get laughs for, um, you know, this podcast or whatever. And I just thought to myself, you know what? Fuck off. Just fuck away off and back in the day I would have been like oh god god I have to stop saying those things I have to appeal to those people more and maybe go down this route and then you get to a point in life where you're like I am so happy with myself and I so stand by the intention and intention and context Fiona is so important if you felt that deep down maybe you were using him as content I don't think this would rest so easy with you, but you know that you're talking about him because you love him and you're so happy to tell people about him. And I talk about my boyfriend's awful dress sense (laughs) just because it's like another side to our relationship. And I try to keep things as real as possible. But anyways, they're not your people and they don't matter. And everybody can't matter in your life, Fiona. Otherwise you would just be so crippled by people's opinions and we're just not about that life anymore. 
I completely agree. And I think that that was the first, the first thought when I, when I heard that I was like, those people have not listened to the podcast. They do not understand what this is about. If anyone says, oh, I posted this because of content. It's like, actually I posted something because it will indicate that people are not alone. And I think that they, I think that that just needs to be said loud and clear. But those people also just, yeah, like you said, they're just not my people. And also, they not your people. And right we've off. got our people, Fiona. We've yeah. got such a great group. And like every single week, we'll, we will reiterate this and we will continue to reiterate. If there's anything that you want to talk to us about, if there's anything you would like advice on, if you just like to talk to Fiona and I, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram, Love Bites Podcast underscore. Do we have a letter? We do have a letter, Fiona. This is a really good one. Now, you haven't read the letter yet. So I, I haven't, haven't read the letter. It. I responded to um, the girl that sent it through, but I saw it and I was like, do you know what? I think because it was quite long, I feel I was like, do you know what? I want us to unpack it because sometimes like just people know, like sometimes people email us or send us a message and we'll respond straight away because either it needs to be a, have a timely response but I asked this girl like can you wait and she was like absolutely so I think that I feel like this is definitely um, more of a like let's talk about it it's yeah you're gonna really kind of feel where this girl's coming from okay let's go hi Fiona and Laura absolutely love the podcast in particular season two episode 16 really resonated with me and just as an aside that's the episode that you were just like you had enough and you yeah. were very, very open about just feeling lonely and things like that. Um, really resonated with me and I have been going through the same thing and I'm going through the same thing right now and it fucking sucks to always have your heart broken over, over, over again. Listening to the podcast felt like it was me and hearing Fiona pour out her heart was like me every time. So I need some advice. I've been texting, calling this guy for a couple of weeks now and to say I am head over heels in love with him is pretty bang on, even though we have never met in person. The problem is I haven't heard from him in about a week. As far as I know, he had a health scare. And when I asked him if everything was okay, he basically told me to never ask him that again. I totally understand. It's very upsetting, but it's not fair to leave me constantly wondering why the hell are you not answering? Um, I would, okay, she'd like to remain, remain anonymous. Absolutely no problem. Um, what is this girl to do? So in a nutshell, she's been chatting to a guy for a long time on and off. Even though they've never met, she feels she's head over heels in love mm. with him. He had a health scare, obviously didn't go into details about that. And when she asked him about it he basically told her to back off and just mm -hmm. hasn't really heard much from him since well I would say this <clears throat> my first piece of advice would be that when you are talking to someone online it is very very hard not to slip into this uh slip into this thing of they are how do I say this? It's very hard not to build someone up in your mind because what you're, I know that you can read things by text and on the phone and speak to someone. It's not the same as when you are in person with them. I think mm -hmm. people can also hide behind it. And also when you're someone like I have been and what she sounds the same as me has had their heart broken on countless occasions and has been let down 
when someone is giving you uh, what you want, what you think you want, which is attention and, you know, that feeling of connection, you can easily run towards it without maybe thinking that, hang on a second, I've not actually met this guy. I would like to know, I don't know why they haven't met and maybe because of the health scare, but also sometimes on the other foot for him, he, if he's been going through this thing, he, he may have not used her, but had her as like a bit of an emotional crutch to help him through because it's maybe a like distraction. Then whatever's happened with the healthcare, she didn't really go into it, but, and he's now completely ghosted. It sounds like he's ghosted Mm -hmm. the situation, Mm -hmm. which makes me feel like either something bad has happened or maybe he's realized that they were having this kind of like it's weird because the silver fox called it a micro romance which it is you have a micro she's having a micro romance with this guy and I think that the feelings that she's feeling are ones that she has built up in her head because it is a very you're basically falling in love with someone's like with a faceless character it's really it's I, I know exactly what she means I don't know if I'm making sense but like no absolutely. I know exactly what she means because I have had that so much I've had it so many times where speaking to someone for so long, um, you basically get into like a relationship with that person and you've never met them. It's weird. And that's the thing. This girl hasn't stipulated at all anything about why they they haven't met up. I, you know, we obviously live in a digital era where you can speak to somebody for you know months, months years on the other side of the world. Um, and I do firmly believe that you can fall in love with somebody through text alone and conversations and phone calls and things like that I personally haven't experienced it but I know that you have and I've had a lot of girlfriends that have literally fallen in love um through through text and calls and things so I've always had this opinion and again I feel like we're a little bit blind here in regards to his health scare I mean this could be completely seismic and you know in which case maybe his world is falling apart and he's just pushing people away that's a very common coping mechanism but if we're to kind of get very reductive about this I believe that if somebody wants you in their life and if somebody wants you around they will make sure that you're around and that's in the scariest times of health scares financial crisis you're losing your job like your world is falling apart but you'll still find time for that person because you want them to be there with you by your side um and it's one of those things and and jay shetty talks incessantly about it this thing about closure everybody feels like they need closure and they 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 kind of demand that closure process but actually it can be such a destructive quest because the the closure can only really come from you um falling short of that person submitting a thesis as to why it didn't work out and why they broke up with you um I feel like she kind of needs to find that closure on her own terms there's only so much you can ask the question like what's up are you okay yeah you know that's not fair on her and that's such a such a daunting quest I reckon um 
I think that the my advice would be to send a message if she needs the the closure in some way where I've done this in the past before and it has made me feel better because I feel like I wanted to get it off my chest and then I left the situation lie which is send a message if you want and say um hey I haven't heard from you I hope everything's okay listen I'm here if you want to chat um and I hope that you're well and you just like almost like close the book for you and Mm -hmm. if he wants to respond and say give an explanation about why he's not responded then fine if he doesn't respond then that's kind of all you need to know and then you can close that door and be like do you know what he's not responded give him like 24 hours if he's not responded shut the door I had closure comes from her and the closure then comes from her like asking why are you doing this why are you doing this you don't need to ask him why exhausting it's too much absolutely exhausting and that's something that I have definitely done in the past and when I broke up with my ex before sorry he broke up with me I was I became obsessed and fixated with closure and I wanted closure but I was like, I didn't know what that closure was. I just wanted him to tell me exactly why. But of course, when he told me exactly why I would have been trying to reason with him. So, and that's, that's where I'm talking about with that exhaustive form of closure. But um, I think that message that you're talking about is such a powerful tool in, in one's arsenal in this situation, because it allows you to get everything off your chest Mm. in a cool, calm and collected way. And it just, it really um, lessens the, the kind of the weight on one's shoulders. So I completely agree with you, Fiona. Let her send one really heartfelt message where she pours everything into it. She gets everything off her chest. And then that's as far as she's concerned, her bit, her, her part in this is done. I um, feel like though there's a di- I would I would stipulate though with sending that message to not put too much into it okay because I feel like what you don't want is for to give him any ammunition to say oh my god what a psycho you know I feel like I don't think that he would but I think that maybe it's it needs to send a message of of saying the things that she needs to Mm -hmm. say but in like an informative way not too much emotion because I just I've I've done that before and there's something about it that you give too much you become vulnerable and this is also someone she's not met if they'd met and then they had this I would be completely in agreement with you but they've not met yeah that is true I feel like putting your heart out there for someone that you haven't met and that is not responding to you like let's just I think the message has to be saying what she needs to say without saying which is hey I haven't heard from you um which I'm finding really strange as we were speaking or I don't know whatever it is I think Mm -hmm. obviously if she wants us to construct the message we totally can but it has to be something like um I haven't heard from you and I'm really hoping everything's okay. You know, I'm always here if you want to chat. Um, let me know. It'll just be like, you know, I'm already here. If you want to chat, I hope you're, I hope you're okay. And just leave it at that because that shows like you were talking a lot and now he's disappeared. And also you had a good connection because otherwise she wouldn't be saying these things. I'm always here for you, which means you know that me and you had something 
and I hope you're okay take care is like you can take it or leave it so I think those but if they had met I'd be in a total agreement with you I'd be Mm -hmm. like no no she she can say those things because she 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 can whereas with this I don't think she can but if yeah and I think that another thing is when um a lot of people would also advise against what I'm trying to say, which is basically, no, he's not replying, don't respond, leave him there, block and delete, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, actually, it takes a completely different kind of person to be able to do that. Yeah. I could never, if someone is has out of the blue ghosted me and I didn't want it, if they just like to mutual ghosting thing, whatever. But if someone is co- deliberately ghosting me or just not responding or doing or like backing off then I have to do it for my own sanity because I am an anxious person I would be worrying about it It, and I think that people also that give the advice and don't see your point of no actually I want to send that message of just block and delete or like just ignore him like they need to know what it's like to be someone that is not as self-assured and confident sure because those people that can do that are confident in themselves they know they can find someone else they know they're good enough all those things I do not feel like that you know what Fiona I do fall into that category I am self-assured and self-confident but still in the depths of night I would lie in bed thinking Mm. about the things that I wanted to say to that person I would rehearse these scenarios in my head of conversations that we would have and I should have said this and he probably would have said that and I would have retorted with x y and z and you know what I've got to a stage in life where my mental health comes first and offloading in such a way is going to make me feel lighter of spirit then I will send that motherfucking message so yes in a nutshell to your friend send the message create it in whatever way feels right for you I think that's something that we're always trying to reiterate here what's right for Fiona might not be right for me might not be right for this listener so write a message that feels good for you feels right for you get as much off your chest as you possibly possibly can um and then just kind of leave it leave it at that and just move on with your life because I know that you feel like you've fallen in love with him um, through these messages, but there's a lot of other guys out there for you to fall in love with in the flesh. Totally agree. Yes. Loved that advice. Now, Fiona, can I just tell you something in terms of advice before we move on? So, you know, the, the holiday poo thing. Oh my god! Did you like my message? I did it. I did a poo in a hotel in a hotel lobby loo, and I messaged Laura. Like, I'm just doing a hotel lobby poo. <laughs> so that's what I have done on this holiday because we've had to have a conversation about like holiday poos and stuff. And even though I'm not really into that chat, um, with him anyways. I mean, talking to you, I could talk about it like at length. Oh, but um, yeah, obviously, you know that I've have I have like serious constipation issues. So I've had to take my shitting tea a couple of times, <laughs> which means obviously the next day when you need to go, you need to motherfucking go like there's no time to fuck around. So I've kind of just di- I discussed with him, right, when it comes to poos, let's not do anything in the room at all. So he'll say to me, um, I'm just snipping down here for a vape or I'm just snipping to the gents. And that's code word for I'm going to have a shit. But then when it comes to me doing it I like 
so I have to go down to the lobby and he's like where are you going and I'm like I can't even say the fact that I'm going for a lobby poo it makes me feel so awkward but lobby poos are the way oh they are the way forward when you're in a relationship on your holidays with your partner um maybe when you're like 10 years in you don't really care about the malodorous stench wafting from the bathroom but I'm sorry the drainage in Mykonos is not great so it is advisable to never take a poo in the room with your boyfriend in Mykonos I think also just before we move on because we do talk about we've I feel like we've graduated from talking constantly about periods to talking about poo but like I like the the first time you do a, a uh, number two in your boyfriend's house for the first time I, oh, I could never do it if he's in the house but I have oh my god he's gonna listen to this I apologize please still want to have sex with me I have um I have done it I did it this morning uh, there's that it you took a yeah. poo in his blue yeah. not when he was there obviously he'd gone to work but I did. I was. I felt so naughty. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! It's a natural bodily function." But I totally understand <laughs> I where you're coming from. And then from. he messaged because I put a, I put some laundry on, and he was like, oh, "I'll go home at lunch and <laughs> take it out." And my mind went, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" We need it's to talk on a later episode. We don't have to do it today because I feel like we're all pooed out. But about this thing that's happening in Dubai with women shitting shitting in people's <gasps> oh mouths my God, the porters so the, okay we'll, we'll just okay that's that's for okay. another time let's, let's for another on. time let's move on to our, my my new favorite segment I love this segment recommends. I um, love this segment so much Fiona so Laura tell me what have you been perusing this week I have been perusing a book that I believe is wholeheartedly one of the best books I have read. And it is called Atomic Habits. Have you heard of it? Have you read it? I have heard of it. Yes, I have heard of it. Atomic Habits is by a guy called James Clear. And he just excelled so much in life, in academia, in sport, you name it. But Actually, when he was a young man, um, he got smacked up the face with a, what do you Americans play? Baseball, is it? Baseball, like, yeah. Yeah. He got smacked up the face by a baseball bat and to cut a long story short, went into a coma, like couldn't walk, had to learn how to like speak again. Like he was in a really bad way that like they basically thought he was going to die. And it basically talked about him trying to build up his life after that. Mm. what I really love about this book it's all about habit stacking it basically takes the blame away from us as people if we feel at things so let's say we're failing to lose weight we're failing to dedicate time to our self-development we're failing to do well at work we're failing to make more money so often we become so disparaging of ourselves and we just lambast ourselves to the point where we're back to square one What he essentially does is he blames the system, the habit system. And what that does, it actually empowers us that we're all equipped to do great things if we just have the right systems in place, i.e. the right habits. What I also love is 
I'm sure like we all see it, we're all on social media to some extent. And there's so much rammed down your throat about taking massive action. And whilst I agree with that, sometimes I think it can be detrimental because sometimes we don't feel like we have it in us to take massive action. Take massive action, quit your job, divorce your wife, yeah. like train as a triathlete. That overwhelms us and then we're back to square one. What he talks about is tiny, tiny habit stacking. Just every day doing something more, like drinking one more glass of water a day, reading one more page of the book, putting on your trainers and going for a five minute walk. And eventually over time, all of those small habits amass into something bigger. And if you do 1% better each day, by the time you're a couple of years down the line, you'll look back at that starting point and think that is what started. So for me, this is a great book, especially if you are a procrastinator, which I absolutely am. And if you feel like a little bit paralyzed by fear because you just can't deal with the massive shift that it's going to take to get you to where you want to go, don't sweat it. It's all about the small habits. And this book by James Clear, Atomic Habits, is the most effective way, in my opinion, of creating a system for success. I love that, Laura. You always yeah. have the and best self-help. Also, Audible. I think I've mentioned it before. Audible is such a game changer for me. I think it's £10 a month. I love so it. So let's, let's say $20, wherever you're going to globally. If you're going for a walk, if you're at the gym, if you're just chilling at your like workstation you've got your airpods in the, the book speaks to you and you feel like you're very much in it I haven't been great at reading physical books of recent Fiona um, and I feel like I'm then not getting the information and the knowledge that I previously would so if anybody struggles with reading a book download audible and it will be the best 10 pounds you have ever spent I love that that is yeah. excellent um, I have two actually recommendations. One was because I watched something yesterday and it really made me laugh. Um, so I read this book over lockdown and I recently came across it the other day because I saw it in my room and it was just fantastic. It's educated by Tara Westover. Have you read it or heard of it? No, I, ha I haven't even heard of it. Okay, so basically, Educated is about it's a it's a bi uh, it's a biography. So Tara Westover, she is um, grew up in a Mormon family. Oh, wow. okay. So it talks about uh, the Mormon. Like I don't want to say like yeah, it's like a culture, isn't it? Um, mm. It basically talks about her life growing up. In, as a Mormon and it is so interesting because basically for those of you that like don't really know Mormons they they're like kind of their their I don't want to say it culture is they are preparing for the end of the world mm. and I like don't I I, I don't I won't go into it because I don't know a huge amount of it but like they don't believe in things like they don't believe in medical uh they don't believe in modern medicine they don't believe in birth certificates. They don't believe in um, so many things. They live in a community of other Mormons. Um, a lot of them also um, have like multiple wives. Um, and it, it's just such an, in, it's a very interesting, 
is in America. It's it's a very interesting book about how she basically grew up not having a birth certificate. She hadn't, she didn't, the first time she took like an ibuprofen was when she was like 20. And then she essentially in the book escapes and she goes to Cambridge. Um, and actually she was in the same class, like, uh, as my friend at Cambridge um, so it's it's a really 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 interesting book such a good read and it also the way it's written is so unbelievably beautiful and she she has a, she had a very tumultuous relationship with her her family with her brothers and her dad and I think one of her brothers was extremely abusive towards her and it's just like the way it's the way it's been written is just Un- unbelievable because obviously I like, would be very interested to read that so book incredible. because I think you're obviously pertaining to that um very conservative um Completely. elk of um Mormonism because I've got I've got a couple of Mormon friends and they are like so liberal um, and whilst they still they still like are really dedicated to the Mormon religion, they they take a lot more of a liberal approach to the religion. Mm. Um, and actually, I don't know much about that more secular stream. Um, I suppose it's like Judaism, isn't it? You you've got like Hasidic Jews, and then you've got really liberal Jews. Um, so yeah, I I think that's a great book to read. What's must, it called again, Fiona? It's called Educated educated by tara westover like they didn't go to school and things like that it's just it's an okay. it's amazing i very so much recommend yeah. um another thing completely on the other end of the spectrum just really quickly that i um that i watched yesterday um my boyfriend I, i'm not gonna call him by a name by the way you don't He's call your boyfriend your boyfriend yeah okay he introduced me to a show called naked attraction have you watched it love it i've never watched it before he was like i'm so surprised that you've not watched this we watched like three episodes last yesterday and i was like oh my god like i can't like just for those of you that don't know um um naked attraction is basically a show where they where it's like a dating show where like someone like the the bachelor or bachelorette comes on and um then lined up in front of them are naked women or men. And they basically go from like the bottom half of you to the, to the torso, to the face. And then they basically get eliminated. And it's all about basically like uh, looking at the body and how, like, I think it's like a body confidence thing. And then they decide whether to go on the date or not. And like, honestly, I was like, fuck it. I was like, I was amazed that these people agreed to go on. And there was like one girl that was like a drama teacher. And I was like, if I saw my drama teacher on the show, I would be like, what the hell? And it did, but it did make me think, because obviously like whilst they were, they were on, me and him were like having a conversation about like, but full bush, no bush, like, would you prefer, like, what's the best thing? I mean, literally, there was just me being like, do you like my vagina? Do you like my boobs? Like, literally, at every moment, just because... Do you know what? I was initially, um, I was initially um, freaked out by Naked Attraction. I just, obviously, being brought up in a Catholic kind of conservative background, I've never really been that comfortable with naked bodies and I was honestly quite disgusted and then it was Lisa McFarland the relationship coach she was like you have to watch it like this is the best way to desensitize yourself a body's just a body a vagina is just a vagina the same way an elbow is an elbow and then I watched it and I kind of felt mildly uncomfortable in the first 
episode and then I just grew to really really love it and what I think it does is it normalizes normal bodies and I absolutely love that bodies are all different shapes and sizes penises are big they're small they're crooked they hang to the right they're inverted the balls hang the balls don't the vagina size (coughs) it's any out whatever I think it's a great great show and actually I had my Christian friend watch it and even she was like this is weirdly weirdly liberating so I think in earlier episodes Fiona I said that I wasn't a fan of it and it freaked me out and that was in fact the case but now I am a big big fan of Naked Attraction and it's like Barry with this knob out works in insurance literally and I'm like, it was it's so funny like, are you not concerned about the people in your office oh my God. these people display such freaking confidence I am in awe of their confidence and I admire them so much Naked Attraction yeah absolutely. it's a great one I mean I just like before move on to the next recommendation but like I just what I found so like interesting to watch was not so much the men but like for women, like, unless, like, I rarely see a like normal, everyday person's naked body, woman's naked body. Like, of course, like, I will, me and my housemate sometimes walk around naked, but like on like the general spectrum, like the only naked body that I see all the time is my own. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see like women's naked bodies that often. And to like see like all different kinds of vaginas, some like their clip was out, not out, like bush shaved I don't know like it was so amazing to like be like wow like so like they are all like different and they're like all there's so much vaginal variety and like it's seeing these girls with maybe a bit more um pubic hair and stuff and then the guys are like oh I love that like that's yeah. that's what I want and I'm like fucking brilliant I know it's weird isn't it oh, anyway so great one Great one to watch. Definitely watch it. Um, so our final recommendation is from our sponsor, El Couture. El Couture is the female-founded, female-run activewear brand. We have our code LOVEBITES20 that will give you 20% off on any non-sale items. They have free global shipping. Taxes and duties are covered by El Couture. There is also an incredible four-hour delivery time in Dubai, which is available, which I've definitely used more times than I care to admit. And um, we also have two boutiques here, one on Al Wassel Road and one on the beach opposite JBR. So please have a look at the lovely items for any activewear and loungewear, they actually recently have launched, which I am obsessed with, I'm desperate, but I'm like waiting for payday, is they've got this um, like toweling loungewear set. It. Oh, Beautiful. so good. Um, so Elkishaw's recommendation, which I think is such a fantastic one, very Laura Rooney, is Manifest by Rock, I can never say her name, Roxy Nafusi. So Manifest by Roxy Nafusi is basically a book about manifesting. So manifesting is obviously that kind of philosophy of what you put out into the universe, you will get back. And it's all about self-development and practice to reach your goals and cultivate self-love and live your best life. And I think that's, I think that, so I'm not, see, I'm not a massive manifester. Like I definitely have said in my past, like manifest me a good week. But I think that if you do practice it every day and Lisa relationship coach Lisa said to me that my number one thing that I need to do is obviously like set affirmations out and like manifesting Mm -hmm. things and I think that it is it would be such a good book for me to read to like understand that like the more positive thoughts I put out I will get that back because like even this week 
I've got a really tough client in town. Um, I woke up this morning being like, I don't want to go to work and I never feel like that. I always mm -hmm. want to go to work. And I've just like, I've, I've had a knot in my stomach. I like said to Laura, I was like, I feel terrible. I feel anxious. And actually I've like been like drowning in this like negativity. But actually if I like manifested, do you know what? I'm going to get through this week. And I don't know, I don't know how manifesting works, but I can imagine that if I was like manifesting and like doing all that, I think that I would be in a better mind space. I think that's where it, it's supposed to get you. You know right. what? Manifesting has just so many positive <laughs> attributes to it. I think in a later episode, I'm going to talk about another take on manifestation by um, Mel Robbins, who is one of my favorite women her. in the world. And she actually talks about manifesting not being enough, which is quite an interesting take. I think it's more of a real example, but we'll talk about that later on. So manifest, the author is... Roxy Nafusi. So Roxy Nafusi, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing her name right. She has actually, um, she's an influencer. I've worked with her before actually in London. Um, she's part of that like Made in Chelsea set. Um, okay. She's out here in Dubai quite a lot, um, but that's a really good recommendation. So thank you so much. And I, do you know what? I love this section. I think it's great. I love this section because this is actually the stuff that we talk about off the podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, we do. And also I feel like sometimes you and I interject. This is why we brought, brought it on. Sometimes we'll talk about when we have done in the past, like, oh, this book, this book. But now we can like have a section to actually talk about it. And I think it's great. See him. I think it's great. Well, Laurini, have a wonderful rest of your holiday thank you so much you. for your time i love you very much me too and thank you to everyone and please do keep writing in we love to hear from you we absolutely do see you later, see you later.